This is Nest, produced in association with Foul Writing. The sixth letter in this series is written and read by Melissa Sariazdi. Clara, it's Sarah. Yes, I am writing you a letter. No need to look so shocked. First off, I want to say that I haven't been ghosting you. It's just that Mother has taken my phone and I can't find it anywhere. She's decided to leave Dad for good, and I've been trying to find out why, but she won't tell me anything. I know she found the egg, though. She said it hatched but refused to let me in the room, and I'm thinking that was a final straw. She wants us to stay here until she figures her stuff out. I am... I can't even tell you how I feel, but you know, don't you? You get it. The only concrete thing she's told me is that we're somewhere in Cornwall. Don't ask me where, I couldn't say. There's no Wi-Fi here, just cows that never stop mooing. They've woken me up every night so far, so I haven't been sleeping well. We've got a farmer for a neighbour, the cows are his, and he said there's no reason they should be acting up like this. They're disturbed by something. It's why I'm writing you this letter, actually, other than because I miss you. The cows were especially wide last night, and in my half-awake state it sounded almost like they were screaming. I got out of bed at around 3am, so I wrapped myself in a blanket and left the barn to find out what was going on. The farmer was already looking around with one of those white light torches, so I walked up to him. Can you get these cows to shut up or shall I give up and sleep forever? Just go home, kid. Barely a look in my direction. I was about to say, do you think I'd be stood here talking to you if I could go home? But then something started tapping behind us. With each tap, something dropped in my chest, like my organs were being pushed downwards. It wasn't the nerves. We both turned around slowly, like we were expecting some sort of murderer, ghost, monster to be standing behind us. I know it's stupid, but the cows were so loud that my chest was doing that weird thing and I hadn't been thinking about the egg all day, so please, let me live. We both tried to make out shapes in the dark, past the reach of his torch, but there was nothing there. The tapping became louder, clearer. I recognised the rhythm. It went like this. You recognise it too, right? It's in the same sequence as the eggs tapping. The same rank smell was spreading in the air too, and all I can think of is that you are right, that it was a bloody alien all along that we should have crushed it while we still could. It was too late though, so I was debating whether I should fight it. I had no weapons, but you know I can throw a mean punch when I need to. It didn't matter in the end because the farmer's wife stepped out too. She flashed a yellow light torch at us, shouting, What's going on? I don't know if it was the extra light or the raspy sound of her voice, but the tapping stopped, just like that. The cows became quieter in the distance, and it felt like the organs in my chest were beginning to rise back up. I know it sounds weird. I almost believed that maybe I'd made it all up, that I'd been hearing things and feeling sick because of sleep deprivation. But then I caught the farmer's eyes, and I saw it, the unease. A look that said, don't bring this up, just go home. It's 4.30 right now, the sun's going down. I've been trying to convince myself that it was nothing, but I can't. Not after what we figured out last week. Do you think you could get someone to check on my dad? I haven't seen him in weeks, and I know he's been to the hospital a few times, but no one is telling me anything. I'm starting to wonder if he touched the egg before it hatched, and if that's the case, he needs immediate help. I would question Mother again, but she shuts all dad questions down. I don't feel good about any of this. Please wait for me to come back. I can't wait to hold you again. Sarah. 
thank you very much for that, Melissa. That was really interesting. You're welcome. It was uh, another new voice. We've had only one repeated voice so far in six letters. So... Yeah, I thought it would be really interesting to write from a teenage girl's perspective because mm-hmm. uh, we've only had adult voices so far. Yeah. Uh, so I thought that was really cool and I wanted to try it. Yeah. So I uh, did you listen to the last episode where I said that I wanted someone yeah, to do I it? Did. And actually I started writing it and then I listened to the episode and I was like, oh my God, this is perfect. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I was really interested in hearing mm-hmm. Sarah's voice. Yeah. Um, what made you decide to make her a teenager? Um she was actually younger than this to start with so mm-hmm. right now she's 18 right. um i started writing her as if she were 16 right um and then i thought like as i as i as i as i continued writing she just kind of evolved with it and she mm-hmm. became older kind of as we went along right um but i really had to think about the way she spoke uh, the, just the way she speaks in general because her mum is quite refined in her words i think mm-hmm. um and i wanted to create a teenager that is in this in that you know that stage between being a teenager and being an adult yeah sure. someone who's in between mm-hmm. that's what i wanted her to be yeah i like that that's really cool mm-hmm. um i see i had envisioned sarah as much younger yeah just based on the way that she was talked about by yeah. her mother yeah but then again that could ju- that's just being babied by your mother maybe uh-huh. and that, i yeah. think that's really interesting that that interaction is kind of being explored implicitly rather than explicitly they're not talking to each other they're not ever together in a scene that we have but Mm -hmm. their kind of relationship is being explored in a really interesting way Mm -hmm. um so we've got this new voice and a new person that she's writing to yes do you want to talk about who that is clara um am i allowed to (laughs) yeah Uh, okay so give us this is give us the inside (laughs) scoop this is what this is all about (laughs) clara is um, her childhood best friend, but mm-hmm. they are also in an in-between stage of figuring out whether they want to become more, so like a relationship. Okay. Um, so that's been going on in the background, um, and they've also been investigating the egg. Okay. Um, yeah. And this is this is new information. Yes. This is an exclusive. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's interesting. Do the do the other writers know about this? No, we this, don't. You've just come up with this. So I've just told that's yeah. very cool. And this will be a test of whether anyone's been paying attention to the podcast. If I get Very the next true. writers on and they're like, they could, oh, no, they could no. change it if they wanted to. They could know, do. That's yeah. true. This is this is a fan theories yeah. now <laughs> from the creators. Um, so, yeah, that's really cool um, that we've got this extra layer. All these all these letters come in and they've got like extra layers around mm-hmm. them. So um, this relationship is really interesting. Did you read anything that kind of inspired that or is it based on a true story or this Um, this investigative teen duo i can't i don't think i was inspired by anything specifically but then i suppose you could think of stranger things i watched that last year so maybe i was inspired by that without Mm -hmm. thinking okay um i just like the idea of children um investigating things when parents are trying to shield them from it that makes sense sure so yeah that's cool um so talking of shielding Mm. um this idea of the child being kind of in the middle of this breakdown of of this marriage um maybe Mm -hmm. uh certainly the difficulties that they're experiencing is a very personal thing it's a very real thing and um it's very heavy stuff it could be but you've kind of really made it 
it feels very real it feels very oh, that's... respectful in a way mm-hmm. um because uh the, the whole like i don't know where we are we're yeah. just in cornwall is very much the mothering of yeah, being like don't worry about it don't worry about <laughs> it we're just gonna stay in this shed which i think was quite ironic because she's complaining about how her husband never tells her anything but then mm-hmm. she doesn't want to tell anything to her daughter yeah so i just wanted to explore that dynamic yeah the cycle kind of repeating itself yes, it's yeah. really cool um so now we're in this really rural setting mm-hmm. um there's almost this kind of folk mysticism going on with the the farmer and the cows yeah um did you read up on any folklore and stuff for this or was it just kind of like something's up with the cows because cows are really weird because cows the cows there's just so much about cows that we don't know and they're just like they lay down in the rain or they don't it doesn't matter um what I, the research i did was i was research, researching cows in terms of when do they move okay uh, they just do that in the morning and so oh. they they are reasons why they could do it at night um so maybe they've had babies and the baby's taking away mm-hmm. um that wasn't the case here um and in the first draft um Sarah was watching horror films because okay. she had them downloaded illegally and she was just watching them because right. she had no Wi-Fi mm-hmm. and that's why she started to get freaked out by the cows but I had right. to, you know, it changed as I yeah. edited it, so yeah. That's cool. Yeah, I didn't realise the cows only mood in the morning. That's not something <laughs> I've noticed about cows. <laughs> well, there, there are a few reasons I could move yeah. out but at night but that wasn't one of them. So this kind of, there is kind of a superstitious element to that, right? Yeah, that, I would say so. That we would... I mean, farmers do have a lot of, not necessarily just farmers, but like mm. people that live in the countryside have a lot of folklore and, and kind of superstitions around the behavior of the wildlife because yeah. it's kind of a world that we're not quite connected to, but we are. So we're trying to interpret mm-hmm. that world. And I think that lends itself really well to the egg. Yeah. <laughs> because it's something from the world, maybe, that we don't understand but we're trying to figure out mm-hmm. well i wanted to keep it in cornwall um mm-hmm. because i think they, there was there were talks of passports so i was thinking right. perhaps the original idea was for them to go abroad but i was thinking she's got school uh whatever she has to stay in cornwall <laughs> yeah right? sure so it'd be quite interesting if someone took that and kind of um if they had more knowledge about superstitions and things like that could maybe explore explore those things yeah that'd be that'd really be cool interesting. um so the egg yeah. to address the egg in the room um <laughs> we still know nothing more about it no which don't. is great all of all of our writers are so scared <laughs> to talk about this egg i love it um it's not a complaint that's a, <laughs> i love it it's so good um what is it do you know um, you still don't know right she thinks it's an alien okay that's yeah what she thinks it doesn't have to be one Okay. It could be any- I think I wanted to leave it open for the future writers mm-hmm. because I did have a scene where it was described because at first my idea was that maybe she had been in the room and she had seen it come out. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I thought I can't like have all the fun by myself. Like someone else needs to um, write it up. Yeah. Everyone has said that so far. Have they? <laughs> yeah. Everyone has been either I'm too scared to hatch <laughs> the egg. I don't want to know what's in it. Mm. Or, or I don't know what's in it. So I'm going to leave it up to someone else. Mm-hmm. Or they've been like yeah, I want someone else to have the opportunity to talk about yeah. what's inside. I'm so, I'm so <laughs> excited <wanna> <laughs> about what it is. I, I want to know. So am I, to be honest. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's, all we know now is it smells really bad. Mm. It makes a particular tapping noise. <laughs> yeah, I took that from the first letter, actually. Uh-huh. The um, rhythmic tapping. Yeah, yeah. I... I had a look at it and I was thinking it'd be quite interesting if it did that outside of the egg too. 
mm. instead of just inside. So. Okay, yeah. So it's out and it's loose in the Cornish countryside. That's <laughs> somewhere, somewhere. <laughs> amazing. Um, so the, you, you kind of got this with uh, coming off of that mysticism. Mm-hmm. You have that similar kind of unease. You say you say unease in the letter, and it yes. was very much. It did feel like a teen mystery kind of not scooby-doo <laughs> not as campy as scooby-doo yeah, yeah, yeah. but in that similar vein of That's like no one's really be. sure what's going on yeah. and it's kind of a bit creepy and a bit it does feel like a halloween film maybe mm-hmm. um which, well that was my intention so that's yeah. good that you got that yeah do you read or watch a lot of horror and that kind of supernatural stuff in my teenagers i used to okay. so much so i'd watch like all the horror films i could find mm-hmm. um and i think even in primary school i just i would read horror stories all the time oh, no. um so that's probably <laughs> where i got inspired from <laughs> so yeah you were reading goosebumps yes all I that was. stuff yeah okay <laughs> and what about it yeah no it, that's <laughs> no it's really good and it it, it portrays really well in this form mm. i really like it and it Thank works you. really well for audio as well yeah. like kind of mystery suspense stuff that's good um so the last point i had about the story itself is about her dad she mentions yeah her dad playing off of that uh honey's letter right of the hospital exchange mm-hmm. um and she obviously hasn't seen him since she left but she hadn't seen him for a while before that actually yeah because her mother was trying to like protect her mm-hmm. so i think there's been stuff going on in the background um, that she's trying to figure out, but she just she can't. She doesn't know what's happening. Right. Um, but she's closer to her father than she is to her mother, so that's why she's trying to like figure uh, it out. Yeah. So then there is this. That's an extra layer of yes. like of mystery again. Mm-hmm. Um, and it'd be really interesting to see if that gets developed more, or if we get a whole new voice again. I'd quite like for someone to take the father's voice again. Mm-hmm. Um, again, has it been? Hasn't been done before, has it? Yeah, it has. It once. has. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I quite like that just because I think he knows so much and a lot of a mystery is happening around him. So I'd quite like it if someone took that voice and kind of explored it a bit more. Mm, that would be really cool. Yeah. So talking about the letter writing process mm-hmm. itself. So we sort of discussed the story. What was your process for writing this? Um, I don't tend to write fiction all that much. Okay. So I write nonfiction uh, mainly. Um, and so I had to like, I edited it many, many times. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, it started out with her being 16 and being more immature, like um, there were like swear words and things like that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Then I kind of, I went back to the previous letters quite a few times um, and I was mainly inspired by Amy's letter and Danny's letter. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for clues within those specifically. Um, So for example, the egg before it hatched was tapping, um, is it a knife? No. I think there was something about if you put a blanket over the egg, it stops sapping. Yeah. And so I thought, oh, this could be quite interesting because it could be maybe that it's sensitive to light. So there was a whole thing about um, white light and yellow light, right. which I think could be explored a bit more. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just looking for clues, redrafting again and again, mm-hmm. thinking about the voice. Um, the whole relationship thing happened a bit later on. It just made sense. I thought she would write a letter to someone she really loved and wanted mm. to be with. So yeah. Yeah, I guess if you are stuck in the middle of nowhere yeah and you can't communicate <laughs> with anyone the one person you'd want to talk to yeah exactly and she doesn't sense. normally write letters either so i mean who does that's yeah that's exactly. kind of the thing with this series is it's really interesting because everyone's writing each other letters mm-hmm. and so it's a bit like more formal and different there's something odd there's always going to be a weird reason for writing someone a letter yes um i can't remember the last time i wrote someone a letter 
think I was in primary school. Right. <laughs> I think my grandmother delivered it as well. So. Well, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah. Did you think about, so you took inspiration from Amy and Danny. Mm-hmm. Did you think about who was coming next? Did you, you left the clues about the light colors. Yeah. I, I think the person coming next, obviously I am one of the people in charge of this project. Mm-hmm. So I know who is coming next. Yeah, we should mention that. You are the one scheduling all of the uh-huh. all of the letters. So yeah. it is, you have the advantage of of sort of planning ahead and knowing who you're putting next. Yeah, and I know the person coming after that person. Mm-hmm. And I think they would be quite likely to take, um, wait, what's, oh, I forgot my character's name. Sarah. <laughs> Not Sarah, the other one. Clara. Oh, yeah, Clara. Yeah. I think she might take Clara's voice. Okay. Um, no, I haven't spoken to her about it, but I think she'd be quite likely to. Yeah. Um, whereas the other person, I think, would go in a more sophisticated direction in terms of like writing from an adult's perspective. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. So we're going to get a couple of maybe a couple of te- a teen sidebar before we get back to the the adult action, maybe. Perhaps I don't that know. would be interesting. I might be wrong. Yeah. Um, and you're forbidden from telling anyone either. I am. You can't tell. <laughs> you can't tell them what to write. They can um, listen to this podcast. They can. Um, yeah. That's true. Yeah, I, I think it'd be really interesting to see this kind of side story for a bit and then mm. and then maybe move back. Um, that seems to be what's happening. The first few letters were kind of just opening up all the avenues. Mm-hmm. And now this is, we're kind of following a path for a while and then diverting off. And yeah. It's really cool. Do you have anything else you wanted to say? Um, please read our letters. Yeah, do read them and subscribe. <laughs> and listen to the podcast. It's yeah. great. Uh, and yeah we'll see you again in a couple of weeks Mm -hmm. thank you very much very excited thank you thanks thanks for listening please subscribe rate and review us on apple podcast and join us again in a couple of weeks for the next episode of nest in the meantime check out everything else we do at foulwriting.com